welcome. This is the Ag Engineering Podcast, where we talk tools, tips, and techniques to improve the sustainability of your farm. I am your host, Andy Chamberlain from the University of Vermont Extension, and this podcast is supported by Northeast SARE, providing grants and education to advance innovation in sustainable agriculture. We're trying to improve the industry by chatting with farmers and getting their input on tools, tips, or techniques that have changed the way they farm for good. Many of these practices affect multiple areas of the farm. Whether it be environmentally, emotionally, physically, or financially, we share the knowledge to promote sustainable agriculture, lifestyle, and business. Thanks for having a listen. Now, let's get started. Today's episode is a solo episode, so this one is with me, Andy, your host from the UVM Extension uh, Ag Engineering Program. Today, I wanted to talk about bins, buckets, baskets, and totes, uh, your harvest containers. Uh, We actually have a blog post on this, and that's where this information is coming from, so you may have seen it, or if you haven't, you should check it out. So on our website, uh, I'll link to it at uh, on the podcast website as well as our blog. Um, you can check it out at go.uvm.edu slash bins. Well, let's get right to it and uh, share some information that you may want to consider uh, for your harvest containers. Bins, buckets, baskets, and totes. So you're starting to farm or scaling up your production. You hear talk about produce safety and cleanability. You're checking out what other farms are doing and looking for harvest crates and storage bins. You probably notice lots of people use many different things. Some use five gallon pails, milk crates, muck buckets. Some use totes found at the hardware store or big box stores. Yet others use what seem to be very specific gray flip top totes. Does it matter what you use? Not really, but you should have some sort of method to your madness on your farm to help minimize contamination, reduce mix-ups, and wasted time. Consistency is key to organization and efficiency. I commonly hear, okay, I like this style of tote, bin, crate, whatever. Where do I find them? Well, hopefully this blog post will have a few suggestions to point you in the right direction with user reviews, distributor information, and pictures of features. So, what are some things to consider when selecting the right container for your farm? Here's a whole list of questions to spark what might suit your needs. What crops are you moving or storing? Do you want drain holes or a solid bottom? Should you have vented sides, which is good for cooling, or is it more important to retain humidity? How easy is the container to clean? Is the material durable, especially when cleaned and sanitized regularly? Can you easily label the container? Are the containers sturdy and rigid? Does the container provide light blocking and UV resistance? Can the container be stacked? Think about how stacking can support more efficient use in your cooler or hand truck or even in your delivery vehicle. Can the container be nested? Nesting is when they go inside of each other. That can save space when storing empty containers. Can you purchase different colors? Some growers find value in having the ability to differentiate 
uh, field totes from storage totes. You also may want to dedicate cold buckets from the harvest buckets to ensure clean produce. And lastly, is the container ergonomic? Is it easy to pick up? Does it have handles? Uh, are the handles comfortable? Uh, is it properly sized for the products you're harvesting? Hopefully those questions uh, will help guide your decision on what type of harvest container you're looking for. Is it a bin? Is it a box? Is it a tote? Uh, is it a bucket, basket? Um, there's a lot of different possibilities out there to suit your needs. Now, we got some uh, feedback from growers to share with you today as well. Growers of the Vermont Vegetable and Berry Growers Listserv have posed the question, what are people's preferred harvest bins and preferred sources of those bins? I'm also specifically interested in bins used for picking and storing the following crops. Now, the common crops we're talking about today is tomatoes, cucumbers, summer squash, greens, and roots, uh, with or without the tops still attached. So those are kind of the common ones that we uh, wanted to specifically ask the audience about. So some of the user responses are as follows. The first one. The first response is from Brookdale Fruit Farm. We pick all of our large and plum tomatoes in the yellow harvest totes found in our catalog. They're super durable. We toss them out of the trucks into the field and they've lasted four years so far. They nest and stack, which is a huge plus for storage. They also stack on a pallet so they can be easily moved around. They're easy to clean, overall a great item. Summer squash and zucchini, cucumbers would be good in the yellow totes as well. We have handles on each side so it makes them easy to move around. For greens, either the red harvest tote, which nests and stacks with the yellow making it a huge space saver, or the green harvest tote. You can see the options available in their catalog. They have an online catalog, uh, Brookdale Fruit Farm. They're in southern New Hampshire. The second response starts off, Buckhorn, that's a brand. Best crates and some of our original ones used almost weekly from 1995 are still used. They have a list of discontinued ones and they ma manufacture many sizes. There is a $5,000 minimum order to get great pricing, which is about $10 per bin, or you can order through a distributor with smaller quantities. We get different colors and sizes for market, storage, and different weights of crops. We use the lidded 21 by 15 by 12 for most everything from markets. We tip to drain them by stacking them on the edge for lettuce. Uh, we do not want holes in them, but I know others drill holes. They would be too messy in our thoughts. Also, the 9-inch and the double-hinged ones, but uh, we are looking to get straight ones with no lids for tomatoes and strawberries, etc. Third response is uh, macroplastic. Most of mine are the 34FV. Uh, I have some shorter. They are the industry standard, really. Light, durable, washable, incredibly stackable. Price-wise, they get pricey when you have to get them shipped. And uh, the last user review I'll share is uh, at, at Longwind Farm. Uh, we have many used fish boxes, also referred to as fish totes. That's uh, an excellent plastic box for harvest. The volume is about a tenth of a yard. It's 19 inches by 31 by 12. It's a pretty big bin. Uh, they stack or nest. Prices between five and six fifty each, depending on the volume. We also have many used red plastic berry boxes. 
these are 13 and a half by 19 by four and a half. Uh, they're priced between four and five fifty each, depending on the volume ordered. They also stack our nest. They're commonly used for harvesting berries. We use them for tomatoes as well. Now, if you go online, I've got a gallery of a whole bunch of different pictures of different style um, harvest crates and containers that might spark your interest and uh, list many of these features that we're talking about today. But I'll go ahead and read the captions since you are a listening audience. Some farms like to use the same harvest containers to keep things simple, so consistency is key. Those yellow and red bins that I was just mentioning, they are very durable plastic lugs, and they're pretty easy to clean. Another common one is harvest crates, also known as lugs or bulb crates. So that's an example of a crate that stacks, but they do not nest. Um... They're very common on farms, partly because um, you can get them pretty cheap secondhand from uh, uh, garden centers that uh, ship in a lot of bulbs. Now, fish baskets, separate from fish totes, fish baskets uh, are often referred to as the orange baskets or clam baskets, and they work great for washing greens. They, uh, they've got lots of holes and good for draining. There's a couple different bins available. So when I say bin, I'm often referring to a pallet bin. There's the Decade Bin as well as Macro Bins. Um, these are different brand names, and, and often people will call a pallet bin either either one brand name or the other, whatever they're familiar with. Now, some of those <clears throat> colored totes, whether yellow or red or blue or orange, uh, are available in um, different sizes, both round or rectangular. Uh, some of those have handles, some of those don't. You can get many of the same size and different colors. Um, Thunderbird plastics have has a whole rainbow. Uh, you could even get your farm name imprinted on the ends or sides of them. Uh, so if they're going to market, uh, that's very helpful to know your bins or if you're dropping them off someplace, uh, you know they're yours and it helps helps uh, come back to your farm. Or uh, good for marketing if it's on like a berry tray, you know, just getting your name out there even more. Now, the buckhorn flip-top totes, uh, those are pretty darn common. They stack really well. They nest. Uh, they're a little bit harder to drain because the lid's always attached, but uh, on that note, you never lose the lid. Uh, some pallet bins fold up. Uh, some have replaceable parts. Um, they, you know, do puncture when you run into them with a forklift, but they're um, pretty durable, you know, and you can bounce into them without uh, without them shattering. There's a couple different suppliers also that we uh, discovered from Europe. So they're not necessarily a standard American size, but uh, a high-quality plastic tote or bin is also available. Now, where do you purchase harvest totes or bins? I've mentioned a lot of things here, and maybe you see something that um, that's exactly what you want, or you see something on a farm. Uh, you can ask them where they got it. That's always uh, a good key indicator. Brookdale Fruit Farm is uh, one option here in the Northeast. Uh, but we've got a full list on our website that you should check it out. Uh, so first off, we list a, a bunch of vendors directly, so the manufacturers of these products. Uh, if you're getting a large quantity, that's a great, um, probably the best way to, to get a good estimate or a good quote is to go straight to them. And uh, either they'll refer you to a distributor or uh, some places you can even order right off their website. We also list a bunch of common distributors for ag products or 
harvest containers. So you can check out all the links there. We've got about a dozen or so distributors and product suppliers as well as vendors listed. And uh, we've got a list of where people have found bulb crates. Because they're often purchased used, they're a little bit trickier to nail down, but uh, there is a, a list of some available options there. Now, again, if you check out our website, we've got, uh, or our, our YouTube channel, uh, we've got some videos where we actually talked with a couple vendors, uh, like from Thunderbird Plastics or Decade, to talk about their bins. So, you know, you can practically visit the trade show yourself there and um, see what they have to say. They're pretty cool videos. So that wraps up this blog post on bins and harvest containers. And uh, I'll just end with one more quote from a farmer we were interviewing who just uh, just got a bunch of new bins. And uh, we asked him, how do you like your new bins? He said, oh, my God, I'd take 100. <laughs> uh, he was referring to the Decade Plastic Max Ace bins. Uh, so that's a, a pallet bin. And uh, he loved it. So hope this was helpful for you as you're considering a lot of different uh, harvest containers and bins and totes and crates uh, for your farm. A lot of things, a lot of things to consider when you're purchasing your harvest container: uh, colors, ergonomics, price, durability, cleanability. So check out our blog post: go.uvm.edu/bins. That's go.uvm. Dot edu slash b-i-n-s you can keep up to date with all of our resources by following us on facebook or instagram we're also on twitter a little bit and uh youtube as well so check us out on social media we're pretty active there so you don't miss anything you can also subscribe to our blog or check out the other episodes of this podcast uh, so you can keep listening and keep learning about resources as they become available. So again, this is your host, Andy Chamberlain, from the University of Vermont Extension Ag Engineering Program. You can follow us along on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, a little bit on Twitter and YouTube as well. Uh, we're pretty active on there, so don't miss any of our resources. Go to the blog, go.uvm.edu slash ageng, where everything is hosted there. And keep listening to this podcast and previous podcasts. If you haven't listened to them already, check them out because there are some good ones in there. I hope your spring is off to a good start, and I wish you good growing weather wherever you're at. So thanks for listening to today's episode, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you learned something today or plan to make a change on your farm, let me know. I'd love to receive any feedback you have. Just click the link in the description to submit the form. It will help the future of this podcast to be a resource that is helpful for you. And while you're at it, I hope you go ahead and subscribe, share this with a friend, or leave a comment. And if you want more information, check out the show notes on our website at agengpodcast.com. That's A-G-E-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day. The proceeding has been a production of University of Vermont Extension. For more information on Extension, log on to www.uvm.edu extension.